0: What's your story? Whether you are a client or an independent financial advisor, we know you face many important decisions that can affect your and your clients long-term financial success. Welcome to the WIN Podcast. What's important now with Corey Heimenson, accredited investment fiduciary and president of Heimenson Wealth Advisors. In this podcast, Corey helps you identify your goals and objectives through financial education and comprehensive planning, while inspiring you to make better behavioral decisions in your personal finance. With a twist on pop culture and current events, join us as we explore growth and protection strategies for individuals, advisors, and their businesses. Come and discover what's important to you now. Hello,
1: and welcome to the WIN Podcast with Corey Hymanson. Corey, what's going on? Eric, new day, excited. Yeah.
2: Good to be here. I'm talking in really short sentences. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm going to have to draw this podcast out of you today. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Doing fine. Thanks for asking. Yeah, great. Right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so we are talking a little bit about mythology. What's this all about?
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know if we're entering the the phase of the, of the podcast where now people think they can come up to me and, and just suggest a topic for the show. Heck yeah, we are. So I guess that's where we're opening the new book too. So yeah, I had somebody come up, long time listener, first time caller. Is that what they <laughs> that is, Yeah, that's,
1: that's right. We need, we need to get joke. some callers in here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So anyway, uh, she came up to me and she's like, I, I think it was trying to stump me. Well, mm-hmm. you know, that's, yeah. that's challenge on, right? That's good. She's like, you should talk about mythology and then tie it into finance. Mm. So I laughed and then like two days later I'm like, well, yeah, why wouldn't I? I'm not gonna turn down a a show topic challenge.
1: Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: So what I've come up with today, the the title is The Mythology of Taxes.
1: Mythology. Just right of in the taxes. wheelhouse
2: of every listener. I'm sure everybody's just super jazzed, right?
1: There, there's so many famous books about the mythology of taxes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's, a, there's now that you say that there, there's a word for I don't know what it is, but if, if you google something and only one thing comes up a, as a result that that's like like the gold standard of you must have a really cool thing or you've uncovered a gem you know what I mean So I don't know if this is gonna totally. fall in that camp but
1: yeah yeah anyway. this is it. Well I, I can tell you the the when it comes to finances I've got one mythology that that goes with it that I think pairs well, right? And that's, we're not talking about debt today, except for taxes is kind of debt and it can you know, kind of hurt you and you can kind of keep you in debt if you're paying a ton of taxes. But uh, is it Sisyphus? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Who, he, he pushes the boulder like uphill for eternity. <laughs> that's debt, man. I mean, yeah. until you get a handle on it, I, I think that's a perfect example of debt. You're just like pushing that boulder up and then I think it slides back down every once in a while. It has to keep pushing yep. because he's got to go back and push it up some more. Yep. That, that's how it feels sometimes. And, and taxes can kind of feel that way too. Oh, yeah, totally. I
2: think that's totally right. And maybe we need to define mythology for, for some of the listeners. I don't know. And, you know, basically these are stories about a, a person or a culture. Sometimes they're religious based or they're mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. a group of shared beliefs of people. But, you know, generally they're not considered to be entirely true. Maybe. Oh, come on. <laughs> but they're kind of fun. Kind of fun and some yeah. people take this stuff seriously, you know? So, okay. So why don't we go down that path? But yeah, you know, I, I think Medusa probably mm-hmm. is, is maybe one of the famous characters that, that people think of when you hear that word, but uh, that, that's beyond me. I'm going to go off the wall, right?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: So, so where I'm starting today is, is something called the Homa bird, which is a mythical bird of Iranian legend or, or Iranian fables. And okay. so this bird is considered to be a bird of fortune, essentially. So it's, it, if someone sees its shadow or, or even better, touches this bird, it, it's a sign of future success.
1: Wow. Okay. And,
2: and so, you know, even just catching a glimpse of this shadow soaring, you know, across the prairie or whatever you want to say, is supposed to make a person happy for the rest of their lives
1: nice so, all right. so
2: i mean that's all that's all feel good right now here's the catch and this is sort of similar to your story too now the legend of this creature though is that this is a bird that never lands on the ground oh and it, and it spends its entire life flying so invisibly high that no one can ever see it
1: oh like a chinese spy balloon
2: <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go oh man it and, and so similar to your story. It's like you have this goal or this picture in your mind and and yet you just can't conquer it. You can't. It's unattainable, yeah. You can't obtain it. And so my mind then goes to, and and part of that's when we're releasing this podcast, we've basically just passed the federal tax filing deadline for for this year. So Mm
0: -hmm.
2: while taxes maybe just left everybody's mind, here we are bringing them right back. You know, you know, back to work, as they say, There, there's no downtime, you know? And, and so I think people in the same sense think taxes are a horrible thing. And it's like, how can I avoid taxes? There's gotta be a magical solution. You know, is, is it this bird that I can never catch or see or this boulder I can never push high enough, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and there's more to it than that. Like a lot of things in life, there's understanding. And if you, if you understand something, maybe it clarifies your, your picture of it, or maybe it just feels better. I don't know. Hmm.
1: This is deep, man. We're getting getting deep.
2: Maybe we can lighten it up a little, you know? So our office has developed, we have a document here and we can shed more light on this at the end of the end of the show, but it's basically 10 common tax myths. Okay. And, and, and then we can debunk them or, you know, offset them, What, whatever the right word is, you know? All right. And so I have given you a copy of this report, so you can throw the first one at me. How about that?
1: I, I will. And, and before we do that, I've got one more thing, because you brought up Medusa, and now it's just rattling around in my brain, so I've got to get it out of here, right? Um, Medusa is, is we're talking, you know, the correlation here. Medusa's the IRS. You want to know how it got there? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was trying. I was trying, but yeah, I'm gonna have to ask you. Yeah, well, because you know, if the IRS starts looking at you, people get petrified, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah that's, that's solid. solid. Yeah, so, solid. I like how you threw that in there. So. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. Onto the, onto the myths.
2: Well, um, now, now I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback please, on that one because yes, I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing the commercial. Uh, For an, we'll call it an online retailer that some people have probably heard of, but anyway, they show Medusa, you know, traveling around and she's kind of depressed because she's turning everybody into stone. So she Mm. buys sunglasses off the online retail store and then, you know, everybody's happy. So, I mean, you're right. That kind of ties into the IRS. Nobody really wants to see the agent knock at their door, but if they had cool sunglasses on, maybe, maybe they'd be more, more welcoming. I don't
1: know. Yeah, but then they'd ask for the receipt. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know keep your receipts for sunglasses folks that's i guess there you go learn nothing else from this podcast (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's jump into some of those myths and i know we're not gonna be able to cover all 10 but you are giving this as a resource uh to folks if they email in or call in or whatever i mean they, they can get it from you correct
2: yeah they can call in contact us we can send this out to them hard copy electronic copy uh We'll have it kind of in the blog section of our, of our website too. So
1: perfect, perfect. All right. Well, the first one, and I've heard this a bunch and, and, you know, I, I think I used to be in this camp a bit, to be honest with you, Corey, um, you know, years ago until I, until I understood how finances worked and how taxes worked and how businesses worked, this is where I was at quote unquote, the rich don't pay any taxes in our country.
2: Yeah. You know, and this is one that we'll blame the media a little bit oh, yeah. because there's so many things that, well, we'll start with a business. I, I know one of our other uh, later bullet points here is going to talk about business taxes too, but businesses report, or a lot of public companies report their business profit and loss or taxes they pay and things quarterly. And it only takes one media outlet to to take a a little tidbit from that report and not put everything into context. and. Mm-hmm. And, it, and so, yeah, maybe it looks like, oh, that, that business didn't pay any taxes this quarter. How do they do that? I'm paying thousands out of my paycheck, or you know whatever, and, and people freak out a little bit. But at the end of the day, taxes um, ebb and flow, so to speak, for individuals and for, for businesses. And there's a bracketing type system where the more money you make, you pay in a larger percentage as on the dollars on the top end. But you never pay And lose the whole dollar. You know what I mean? If Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are, if you earn a dollar, you're not going to pay $1 of taxes on that dollar. You know what I mean? So it's, it's still a net net, making money and having income that you have to pay taxes on is still a win. You know what I mean? And so back to this point though, statistically, you know, the, the top 1% of earners in our country pay like a third of all income taxes. You know, and and so basically the, the Americans with the highest incomes do pay the largest share of taxes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now that doesn't, for lack of a better professional phrase, doesn't mean squat to the guy or gal that is living pay to, paycheck to paycheck and they just feel like they're getting the raw end of the deal and, yeah. you know that isn't an IRS or that's not a tax problem. You know, there's bigger fish to fry in that whole equation to solve and educate that person or to help them improve themselves to be more employable or to get a raise or, you know, that's a whole nother can of worms or whatever we wanna talk about. But the bottom line is that the wealthier people, not just income taxes, we should talk about other taxes too. There's, you know, if I'm running a business, I have payroll taxes for, for my employees you know, there's sales taxes on things I buy. We can go on and on.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But bottom line, I was going to say everybody in our country pays taxes. I think that's a pretty fair statement of some kind. You know what I mean? If it's sales tax or yeah. property tax or excise taxes. You know, heck, I've even joked with people that maybe just a consumption tax, you know, of spending, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: then, then even the people that, I'm not saying there's tax cheats out there, but Essentially, if you if all the taxes in our country were tied to spending, I mean, everybody spends money. Yep. I mean, even if you, I don't, I don't want to sound like we're just uh, talking about um, non-law-abiding citizens, but hypothetically, if, if you're a business person that just does really bad types of business things that are not legal in our country, you'd still pay taxes if it, there was a sales tax or a consumption tax because yep. you buy a boat or a fancy car or, you know, whatever, no, I don't know. This really wasn't even where I wanted to go down the path today, but I just get all fired up and
1: well, I, I think it's an appropriate way to go because I, again, just talking about the consumption part of it and again, not trying to derail everything. I think that would encourage people to reuse things and, and make things last longer, right? Because if you know, you're going to pay a heavier tax, whether you call it a heavier sales tax or just a consumption tax because of what you're purchasing, Maybe businesses wouldn't throw out so many things that they, you know, oh, well, I'm going to get a tax credit for it so I, I can just go ahead and get rid of this. There's all sorts of, and we don't call them loopholes, there's all sorts of strategies that these these folks are using. Um, and I think we, I agree with you, the code needs to be changed completely. But the way it's written now, the rich still do pay taxes. Um, even if some people don't think it's a fair amount, there's still, like you said, thirty three percent or one third of all the taxes collected are from the top one percent of the people. So, yeah,
2: yeah, and and the thing is that people that earn a lot of money have the ability to put more money into retirement plans or or do tax savings or tax management type things just because they have extra cash flow.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, could the could the minimum wage worker you know, pay less in taxes if they could max out their contribution to their retirement plan at work? Yes, but they can't Mm -hmm. afford to do it, you know? And so everybody, and that's why everybody has their own tax return. Everybody has a different picture that's being painted and everybody's situation is different.
1: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, that next myth, um, which I just, I chuckle at this because I, I see a lot of videos of people who don't believe they're citizens and things like that, <laughs> right? They're, they're wanderers or whatever they're calling themselves. There is no U S law requiring you to pay income tax, Corey. So why am I doing it? <laughs>
2: hey, I guess a certain percentage of the public just likes conspiracy theories or something.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Agreed.
2: I, I just, this one just blows my mind that anybody could, can with a straight face, you know, promote a, a subscription to a, a newsletter or buy an online report on how you can avoid taxes because it's not a a legitimate law in the country. You know, I don't know, but, and I'm not saying I'm an expert on the US constitution, but I do know that if I look here and read this, it, it says the 16th amendment, you know, was part of the constitution added in 1913. And it basically says, you know, there's some, there's basically four bullet points and these are pretty straightforward, I think. Number one, it imposes a tax on the taxable income of every individual.
1: There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And then
2: the (laughs) second one defines taxable income as gross income minus allowed deductions. So yeah, you don't pay on every dollar. There might be things that offset some of your income. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's pretty straightforward. Number three is interesting to me. It defines gross income as all income from whatever source it came from. You know, and so (laughs) what I think of here is, you know, if I want to go scoop my neighbor's driveway, driveway, and or mow their lawn, and then tell them to send me $10 by way of Venmo or PayPal or something, you know, in theory that that's income and,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and people should pay on that. Now, oof, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of dollars that float in our country in, in that subsystem or whatever we want to call it. And I'm not going down that path, but you know, yeah, by definition, you know, the amendment is the amendment. And then the fourth one here, it just says, uh, the 16th amendment requires the filing of returns for every person that has gross income. You know, I mean, these bullet points are pretty straightforward. So I don't know unless you're living in a shack in the woods and you're calling yourself your own country. I I don't even know how you define that or prove that, let alone win this battle. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little silly. Let's move on. (laughs) Uh Um, well, and, and I felt this way on this myth. Here we go. A large tax refund is cause for celebration. Now I'll be honest, Corey, if having the IRS send me a check, it feels pretty good.
2: I get it. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and honestly, there are times when I, when I meet a client and, and they express this to me and, and I say to them, if you, if you like that method and that feels good, that you get a big chunk of money, whatever big means in your universe in April or May or whenever you get this, if that's the way you like to do it, fine but then i'll try and educate them and say you know what you're really doing is you're, you're having too much money withheld from your paychecks all mm-hmm. year long so it sits in the government in some filing cabinet at the irs i don't know this is extreme or at the treasury and then they give it back to you later and they say hey thanks for letting us you know kind of hold your money uh, you could have had it in a savings account you could have had it in something being productive for you but you know instead we held it for you and nice job Yeah, The finance person in me with the planning hat says, oh, I just hate that. I want money to be productive for people, whether they're at my office or not at my office, doesn't matter. It's immaterial. You want your money to be productive wherever it sits or whoever you work with. But if you're somebody that just can't manage your money, and if it's in your checking or your savings, you're going to spend that, then this isn't the craziest thing. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. I don't love it. Don't recommend it, but I understand it. How about that?
1: Yeah, well, I'll I'll be honest, and this is not advice by any means, but we actually set it up to where more money was being held withheld from my wife's paycheck, um, you know, for taxes, because as as a business owner and owning my own business. I I did not. The first two years, I had a terrible track record of putting taxes to the side, right? That was a bad thing. um So, we set it up. So, we're a bit more taken out of hers. So, when I put my money away for taxes and I send it in and all that jazz, we know we're covered. So, yeah, we do get a refund. It's not huge, but I don't want to tweak anything because- don't want to i don't want to have that situation where all of a sudden it's like all right i'm, I'm probably going to get four or five hundred bucks back and IRS is like hey you're eight dollars god dang it yeah <laughs> even even that much i, I don't want to have to owe them anything you know i'd rather it be get a little bit back and not have to send them anything more so
2: yeah and this this whole topic is something that i preach about at my office to my staff and the other mm-hmm. advisor all the time because a lot of the concepts that we deal with day after day after day we just they fall into the back of our mind because they're what I'll say elementary or they're they're easy for us to understand. And so sometimes we forget to educate clients through the entire alphabet of A to Z. You know what I mean? Yeah. What we're talking about right here applies to every individual in the country, essentially, that is actively employed, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so it's easy for us to sit here behind the scenes and say, oh, Jim or Jane, you know, I, I don't know why they don't just go to their payroll department, HR person, Change their withholdings and solve that they don't mm-hmm. you know what I mean it, but we remember then that, hey, not everybody has a huge, awesome understanding of this, yep, or maybe they understood it one year, but then three years go by, and they change jobs and this or that, you know being a good steward of finance and money requires work essentially in an ongoing project
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know and and so Sometimes I think, oh, gosh, we, we hammer all these these items by definition over and over, whether it's the podcast or our newsletters or the books we write or on and on and weekly videos. I can go all day. But we need to dial it in and keep hitting people with these things because they're important and they make a difference. And that's, hey, at the end of the day, that's what a, a, a good advisor is trying to do.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing is that you're, you cover so many things on this podcast, Corey. I mean, I'll... I don't even know what episode we're on now, but I'm th- you know we're we're well into it you know, over a year now of, of podcasting, I believe, and it's it's something where not everything is going to fit everybody's scenario. The, the things that you're teaching, I, I love the fact that every once in a while you'll get a message, you'll get an email. Hey, you know that part of that podcast really made sense to me. I'd like to talk to you about that because it's not the entire podcast necessarily, right? It may not it may not trigger any any concerns or questions in someone's mind, but that one little piece is like, oh wait a second. That might be me, or that could be me, or I'd like to know more about that, so that could be me. Those are the things that we're looking for on this podcast. That's I think that's why you do this education stuff, because you know people are learning little nuggets here and there, and it's changing their lives, honestly.
2: It, it's so funny you'd say that. Uh, two days ago, I run into somebody, hadn't seen him in quite a few years, and he says, Oh, I love that podcast when you had that, that guest on about agriculture. I'm like, huh. Well, that was out of the blue. I haven't even seen this guy. And he says hello to me in about the third sentence out of his mouth after multiple years of not seeing him was that, Yeah, you know, and, and while I thought that was a great episode, you know, I don't walk around town going, boy, that was the greatest episode I've ever heard in my life. And yet that one struck home with somebody. Absolutely. And like you said, the next one might be perfectly in tune with somebody else. And, and so that's why it's kind of fun for us to, we joke about all these tangents and these crazy things that I throw out there, you know? We got to make it entertaining and we got to hit a lot of ground to apply to a lot of people.
1: Yeah. And absolutely. you and I are having
2: fun. You know what I mean? I, you know. Honestly, Eric, I mean this, if nobody in the world was listening to these things, I'd still keep doing them just because you and I kind of get some laughs every time we do one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I, I do too. And I learned a ton from you. So I, I guarantee there's other people in the world listening to it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and I suppose we just throw the, the gauntlet down right now that anybody wants to try and challenge us on a topic and bring it to us. We will podcast it. Deal. Within reason.
1: Within, Within reason. <laughs> I was going to say, I was, I was hesitant on that. I'm like, <clears throat> well, uh, there are certain topics I'd like to avoid. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll have them screened by the office personnel. And as long as it has anything to do with what what Corey teaches, we'll tackle it. Yeah.
2: Fair. That's fair. That's fair. That'd be fun. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, next myth is, and you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier about businesses, major corporations pay no tax, Corey. These guys <sighs> are horrible people.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they provide us with goods and services that we all demand and want. And then they come out with headlines, and they don't pay their employees enough, or they don't pay taxes. You know, that's a, but yeah, we touched on it a little bit. But you know, not everybody has a background of running a business, whether that's mm-hmm. a small business or a massive corporation. A lot of people, if you pair that with a lot of people don't understand the ins and outs of the tax code, and that's fine. And then another subset of people, you know, probably can't define terms like depreciation or net operating loss carry forward or you know i mean it's a deep ocean and the tax code trust me it's way complicated Mm -hmm. could it be simplified i'm sure it could but it is what it is we all play you know point being businesses can invest money in say building a new factory and then things like depreciation get kicked in which means you're basically getting a benefit because you spent a bunch of money
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the, the IRS knows that your factory is gonna wear out. And it doesn't matter if, this, if we're talking about a pickup truck for a farmer or a piece of equipment or a factory, you know, things over time get worn out and you have to replace them. And so that's what depreciation is, is basically an allowance so you don't have to pay as much in taxes because the government knows you're gonna have to reload and spend more money down the road again i'm pretty sure that's i'm pretty sure that's not the definition on the cpa exam (laughs) but you know i think it's understandable (laughs) so point being if you read a headline and it says a corporation didn't pay tax it might be for this year it might be a temporary thing or if they're a multinational international company they might have paid taxes in multiple other countries Mm
1: -hmm.
2: but not here there's exchange rates with currency, so you make money in Germany, you pay taxes in America, there's an exchange rate. I, there are so many things going on. Nobody probably wants to listen to it.
1: Well, it, it, here's the thing is I, I had this conversation with my son because he was frustrated because of his taxes and he's independent contractor. He, you know, He's a mechanic, he makes his own money, but he has to pay his own taxes. It's just like, man, this is... You know, and then I hear about these, you know, corporations don't pay anything. I was like, well, let's, let's talk about that. And I only had to point out one thing to them. Like, okay, so take this specific corporation. I said, they're massive. And if they're building just your example, they're building a a factory, let's say, and it's huge, a huge, because we have a lot of growth going on right around us. And these buildings that they're building are absolutely enormous. What goes in that building, son? He's like, well, stuff. And I said, but what runs the stuff, you know, what, what, what people, okay. So now they're employing probably five to 10,000 people in this area, right? So does, does the government like that? Well, yeah, because those five to 10,000 people are also paying taxes. Now they all have jobs, right? So it's, it is a, it's a, it's kind of a shell game sometimes. And it, it can seem that way, especially when the media spins it. But when you have large corporations that are growing and they're building new places in new States expanding, that's good for the economy overall, because all those people, are paying taxes. All those people that have jobs are also purchasing things from other companies and, and it helps every company out there. So yeah, that's why tax breaks do exist. And he's like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. And I said, here's the deal. If you become your own business owner and hire a bunch of mechanics underneath you, you're going to get tax breaks. <laughs> he's like, mm, okay, well, you know, it, it, it's a circle.
2: Oh, it is. It totally is. And that's exactly why states or cities, counties, you know, will offer perks. Oh, yeah. On on property tax abatements or tax increment financing. You know, things that say, hey, we know that if ABC Corp builds this huge factory, they're probably going to keep running it for a long time. Mm -hmm. To your example, and they're going to have lots of employees. Hey, maybe some of those employees move to our town. Oh, and then they'll use the grocery store, right? And the gas Mm -hmm. stations. You know, economics is is like uh, connect the dots. Yes. And I love it. That's just the way my mind works. But a lot of people don't think that way.
1: Yep. Yeah. They just and look that, at
2: headlines and get Bucky and
1: it. well. And I, again, I'm blaming the media. Just just like we talked about before, they, they do it on purpose, and it gets people all riled up. And, and you know, they don't tell the whole story, which is kind of unfortunate. But that's what you're for. You're telling the whole well, story. Here. I love that. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm just picturing the the nightly news, and they they lead with the headline. You know, XYZ Corp didn't pay any taxes. But mm-hmm. they hired so many workers and those workers came to town and built houses and then their kids went to school and you, know, <laughs>
1: yeah. you can yeah. connect
2: all these really great things and it'd be a feel-good story but yeah they don't do that
1: no, they don't do that. all <laughs> right next myth we're going to cover business taxes only affect business owners
2: yeah and, and this ties into what you just said you know mm-hmm. it's it's trickle down you know you got a business owner they've got employees you know and so you can't just give all your employees a raise every year after year after year because at some point, maybe that, that certain employee has, has reached their maximum potential for benefiting mm-hmm. the employer. I, I don't want this to come across in a horrible way, but I mean, if somebody works at a, at a company for 50 years and they got, you know, a 5% raise every year, you start doing the compounding math. And I mean, they'd be making, you know, rocket scientist money, whatever yeah. that means. Yep. And so sometimes you, an employee sort of maxes out at a certain point. And, and, and so business owners understand this and they have to, manage their business because it's it's about making money making money so that they can expand the business but also so that they can keep those employees or maybe they can hire more employees you know and and so then you even think about if i'm a business owner do i want to upgrade all the equipment and get a phone system that's better and more computers and things like that i know i'm spending money and it's coming out of my pocket but will it put my employees in a better position to improve themselves or be all that they can be and be more productive That's really what this comes to, we talked about, you know, or we have in previous episodes, productivity of money or, you know, things that it's so important for a consumer or an individual or a business owner,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: because, you know, spending money as a business owner, maybe it lowers your taxable consequences this year, but it makes your employees more productive. Eventually that allows you to keep improving, building the business raising salaries. They're paying taxes on that. Maybe they're spending money in public more. I mean, all of this stuff yeah. again is connecting the dots and, and, and taxes are not a bad thing.
1: How about that? Yep. Yep. It feels bad sometimes, but it's not a bad thing. Things get done. All right. Uh, and the last one we're going to cover in the podcast today, Corey, because like you said, you've got the, the 10 common tax myths. And so if people want the other ones, um, you're going to give that to them. We'll give contact information here at the end of the show. Uh, but the last one we're covering today is expensing is a loophole. And I'm, I'm yeah. interested to hear what you have to say about this.
2: Yeah. I, th- I think people get excited when they hear, oh, a loophole, I bet that big corporation or my neighbor has a loophole because, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have to pay taxes I mean, it, 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 and that just comes across as a word that means sneaky to me. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. covered some secret treasure or concept, but you know, having expenses is common for a business. You know what I mean? And so that doesn't make it illegal to have advertising expense or marketing expense, you know, or if you're self-employed, maybe you have a home office, you know, mm-hmm. it, now I'm not giving tax advice. There's, there's ways to do this properly and things like that and restrictions, but, you know, maybe you can have an expense off of your income for home office internet or space or utilities. I, you know, again, every situation is different, but point being, and this goes back to the, the, the government or the, the amendment To the constitution they only want you to pay taxes on what you're supposed to pay taxes on so if you have legitimate expenses that's not a loophole that's not hiding anything that's just doing business the right way and and so you don't have to pay taxes on things that are part of expenses to do business if that makes sense
1: yep absolutely Absolutely. Well, sir, this has been fantastic. A lot of great information. Um, we did promise the listeners that they could go, uh, or that they'd get some contact info, uh, to get the rest of these myths and, and maybe even start a discussion with you. Um, how do they get hold of you?
2: Yeah, wherever, wherever you see the podcast or connect your device to it, you'll find our contact information. So you, you can email us too, but I'll give the phone number and that's 800 657 four, three, one, six, and I've got just one last takeaway. And that is basically cost is only an issue if there's lack of value. And basically to me, that means taxes too. So, I mean, we all want nice roads. We want good school systems. We want national defense. You know, we live in a pretty good country. There's a cost and there's a cost for that. And and that means people have to pay taxes.
1: Yep. Yep. All righty, sir. Thank you so much for your time. This has been a fantastic podcast. Love it.
2: Hey, appreciate it. As always. You bet.
1: And our last thank you, of course, always goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the win podcast with Corey Hymanson. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Corey comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask you to share this podcast, write it and leave a review. This actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Hyman's and Wealth Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Win Podcast. What's important now? The show that helps you achieve your financial dreams. To ask questions about topics covered during the show or get a copy of Stop Doing Dumb Things With Your Money by Corey Heimanson, visit www.HeimansonWealth.com or give us a call at 712-472-3867. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities offered through Securities America Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc. Hyman Wealth Advisors and Securities America are separate entities.